Welcome to Mastering the Retail Game podcast from SPS Commerce, where we explore the new rules of retail and provide real-world advice on how to win by learning from your peers and industry experts. I'm Kristen Pletz, your host for today's podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about the importance of having a dropship program. Dropship is also known as a direct-to-consumer order model. Dropship is used when a vendor or brand fulfills an online order on behalf of a retailer and ships directly to the consumer. Since the product is sent directly from the vendor, the retailer does not maintain the inventory or ever have possession of the physical product during the order cycle. When the consumer receives the order, it looks like it came directly from the retailer with their own branding. When this is executed well, a dropship-capable vendor is a superstar in the eyes of a retailer while remaining behind the scenes to the consumer. Today we'll focus on the key factors to consider when adding or expanding this capability for retailers and vendors. A successful dropship program requires careful collaboration, communication, and trust between businesses. As both an avid online consumer and supply chain professional, this topic is very close to my heart, so I'm excited to be talking about it today. Joining me is my colleague, Becky Winsberger, who is a senior customer strategist at SPS Commerce. Becky is a consumer product goods industry expert with more than 30 years of experience, and she's here to share her experience and expertise in mastering a dropship program. She previously held positions at a national grocery retailer, national electronics retailer, and an international food manufacturer before she came to SPS. Her expertise ranges a wide variety of areas, such as developing and supporting business-to-business system integrations, item management systems and processes, and optimizing and automating supply chain. In 2017, Becky was recognized as a pro to know in her field. Welcome to the podcast, Becky, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Kristen. In the introduction, I briefly touched on what dropship is, but now we'll unpack that and go into the details. Becky, let's start with why retailers are pursuing dropship as a fulfillment option and the need to find the vendors who are dropship capable. First, and this one is probably the most important, is that more and more consumers are making purchases online and the retailers want to be that go-to site. As our online sales grow, retailers are looking for vendors to help fulfill the volume of orders in a timely manner to meet the customer's experience. Another component to adding dropship capabilities is the ability to expand the product assortment without the added cost and risk of carrying inventory. If the consumer is standing in a retailer's store and likes a product but wants it in a different color, the retailer can now save the sale with the option to ship directly to the consumer's home. And along those same lines, retailers are much more likely to test a new category on their website as there is lower risk lower cost and lower effort to offering these new products online versus in-store. If the offering's a hit, the retailer may consider stocking the products on their store shelves as well. So what you're saying is it costs less because I don't have to carry that inventory and I can take the risk of expanding my offering digitally because I don't have to buy it all. That's great. So it sounds like there's a lot of benefits to the retailer. What are the benefits for the vendor to invest and offer dropship as a fulfillment option? Well, when you think about it, a lot of what I talked about from the retailer perspective really applies to the vendors as well. It allows the supplier to expose the retailer's customers to more of their catalog. It, It can open relationships with new retailers and realistically, it should drive additional sales. Retailers are seeking drop ship vendors out. So just having that capability already in place gives the supplier a leg up on their competition that may not be offering dropship. 
And then once the supplier has mastered drop shipping for one retailer, they can expand that capability with additional retailers with just some minor modifications. So a proven dropship program with statistics to back it up are a major selling point for retailers looking for dropship vendors. And then once a dropship uh, competency is built out, it opens the possibility to join marketplaces, build out direct-to-consumer sales channels. But of course, this requires operational excellence. You don't want to expose yourself to the customer until you know what you're doing. So those are the most common benefits to both retailers and suppliers, but there could be more depending on the company's long-term strategy. Okay, so you mentioned that retailers are looking for dropship vendors. How do they most commonly source those vendors with dropship capabilities and then start the relationship? What we normally see is the retailer looks at expanding the assortment with their current vendor community. They'll start carrying every model and every color and every size online while still just keeping the top selling SKUs in their stores. Otherwise, a retailer finds new vendors through trade shows, conferences, or even through third-party sourcing companies that align retailers with vendors and capabilities and product lines, kind of like a Match.com. Oh, great. And does it work both ways? Do vendors typically use the same method to let retailers know about their dropship capabilities? Yes. A lot of what you talked about from the retailer's perspective also applies to the vendor. Dropship vendors that are already working with the retailer have an in when they, you know, when they want to expand, they may just reach out to retailers and say, are you looking at doing dropship? We have the capability. Do you want to move forward? Um, otherwise, they do attend uh, the same trade shows and conferences. And so by advertising it, they just may make it visibility through that. And then, of course, the third party sourcing is always another option. OK, so focusing on the retailer for a moment. What is important for the retailer to consider when they're evaluating a vendor for a dropship relationship? You really need to look at the dropship vendor as an extension of your brand, because in the end, the consumer is going to hold the retailer accountable for their order experience. The retailer must have confidence that the vendor will be able to provide a consistent branded experience to the consumer. So here are some things to take into consideration. First, confirm the vendor has the capability to fully support a dropship order model with automation. You just can't grow and sustain dropship without automation of information being exchanged. Secondly, the retailer has to know the vendor can provide visibility to current inventory sales so products not oversold. Kristen, have you ever ordered something online only to be told days later that it would not be fulfilled? I know that I had, and it put a bad taste in my mouth, and I've been hesitant to order from that retailer again. Oh, agreed. And anybody who's ordered something during Black Friday and then later told they couldn't have the item because it was out of stock knows what that's like as well. My own experience um, has gone both bad and good, but when I've worked with a good e-tailer, I now have the expectation of that full automation where I understand and know the status of my shipment the entire way right up to the point where it arrives at my doorstep. So anybody who's providing less than that, I have no confidence in buying from. I agree with you there. And last, um, they should define upfront how returns are going to be handled. Um, with the vendor. So if a consumer buys a product and they don't like it and they return it, what do you do with it? Does it go back to your store? Do you have it shipped to the vendor? All that needs to be defined up front and it has to be part of the agreement between the vendor and the retailer. Nobody wants returns, but they're reality. Okay. What should the vendor be considering when they set up their dropship programs? Automation is probably going to be the biggest help for all of this. Theoretically, you can do dropship without automation, but there's a great risk. What happens if you get 100 orders in five minutes? You've got a risk of missing an order, 
a risk of manual errors by manually keying the data. And if you want to do it for the most important retailers, it's required to consistently hit their strict turnaround times in all phases of the order. Manual processes will slow that down. Fundamentally, you need to have the right people, process, and systems in place to fully support your retailer's requirements. Let's go back to sourcing for just a moment. When a retailer has found a vendor that they do want to work with for dropship, what is the next step to formally establish that agreement and the relationship? You really have to have specific requirements defined for dropship, and that needs to be communicated as either part of a master agreement or a vendor guide. Sharing your compliance um, and having that well documented is important. It may just be an amendment to a contract with the current vendor, but however, you need to consider that there might be different terms and pricing may vary for dropship, so that needs to be part of the updated agreement. Okay. From a retailer perspective, what details are the most important when preparing to expand my product assortment for dropship? Well, first off, you need to have a clearly defined process for capturing and storing item data. You know, it's important to consider what data you require to set up the item in your system to order, but also what data is important to drive the end consumer to complete the purchase. And this can be challenging if the retailer expands into new categories that require different or new attributes they're not familiar with. Next, they need to review both the quality and quantity of data that their vendors can provide. Um, For example, product images are often one area where the quality can be a challenge. You may find that smaller suppliers may have nothing more than an iPhone image, which may not meet your quality standards for your website. Often suppliers are unable to meet your full data requirements. Some just haven't caught up to the demand of their item data or they may not have a central repository, which would make it difficult for them to access the information and to keep you up to date. Okay, so understandably, the quality digital content for each product is critical to being able to sell to your consumer. What happens when a retailer finds a vendor they want to work with, but the vendor can't provide the quality digital content that's required for their product lines? So the vendor can provide it, the retailer should consider staffing in the additional workload they would need to do to mine the data themselves. There's third-party providers that can do much of that work for, for the retailer or the vendor, but it certainly isn't cheap. Overall, it's probably most important to be reasonable in what you're asking for, and the more you ask for, the likelihood of delays to provide the data increases, which can mean last days of sales. I can really see that from both sides, at least in my own experience as a consumer. I recently was price shopping a piece of furniture online, and the best site that I viewed had multiple pictures, the full set of dimensions, information about the materials, and I could confirm exactly what I wanted. And even though that wasn't the lowest price, I bought that because I had high confidence that it met exactly what I was looking for and then avoided that risk of having to return it. Absolutely. I certainly agree with you there. So once a vendor's live and ready to drop ship, what needs to be in place to ensure production runs efficiently? So there are four things. Monitor, 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 and measure. So you need to be able to identify how you will monitor and manage vendor compliance. What systems do you have in place to provide this visibility? You also need to have people and a process in place to work with your vendors to resolve errors quickly to avoid losing customers. Well, clearly monitoring is important, and I would agree with that. What advice do you have for vendors who want to take a step forward toward adding dropship to their capabilities? So if the vendor's just getting started, they need to get ahead of it by following the process all the way through their warehouse. How do they take in orders? How does that product flow currently, and how will that change for dropship so that they can 
continue or build out the dropship and continue to improve the process. They have to ensure that communications with the retailer is on point and timely. So if they're going to be delays or an order can be fulfilled, the retailer needs to know to keep the consumer informed. Automating this through electronic communication such as EDI can streamline the communication significantly. And that ties into the next piece of advice, which is to find a way to automate your inventory updates for your retailers. Timeliness of this information is critical, especially during peak seasons, as you mentioned, Black Friday. So we're seeing some retailers moving from a daily feed to even hourly or more often during the holidays. And last, it includes item data. Retailers need those details for their product pages, and the more complete the information, the more likely consumers have the necessary information to make the purchase. They're not touching and feeling the product, so that's got to be available for that on the website so that they know what it looks like, uh, whether it has buttons, zippers, whatever, to ensure that they can, that they know what the product is when they make the purchase and that they get what they ordered, which eliminates or reduces returns. Well, anybody who's done shopping on Black Friday can certainly appreciate the importance of inventory awareness um, if you've ever tried to purchase something on a great deal and then found out there was nothing left. So you've made it very clear that monitoring is critical to success. If the vendor's already doing dropship, what should they be monitoring to identify where they need to improve? They should be working to evolve their dropshipping program to be better and faster because e-commerce is just not standing still. Timelines are getting shorter with next-day deliveries and in some cases, same-day deliveries becoming the norm. So look at your data, track your performance um, to help identify where fixes or changes can improve the process to move faster and become more accurate. What are your fill rates? Are you shipping on time? Are you experiencing more returns than usual? And if so, what are the reasons? So the consistent monitoring helps identify the issues so they can continue to to tweak the system and, and people and processes so they can perform better going forward. In the end, demand for dropship will continue to grow and it can be a win-win-win situation all around. Retailers able to offer more products, which should drive sales. The supplier gets more of their catalog and the retailer's assortment and may establish new relationships and drive sales. And the consumer gets what they want when they want it. Great advice on all the areas of dropship order model. Becky, this has been a great conversation with valuable information, uh, not only about the importance of dropship, but also the key aspects of getting started and improving operations. Thank you so much for visiting with us and sharing your expertise. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mastering the Retail Game. You can read transcripts of this podcast, review show notes, and listen to other episodes by visiting spscommerce.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing through most major podcast streaming services. Join us on the next episode of Mastering the Retail Game for more tips on how to win in the new retail environment. Until then, this is Kristen Platt signing off.